Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, forced imprisonment, implied torture, and mild gore. Trust is a hard thing to come by these days, when the world is going oh so wrong. I trust my people, my soldiers, my comrades, my friends. Extra, extra, militia spreads to outskirts of district by order of the Lord Mayor. I trust my family, my pack. We're not pack, and we're not family. I trust the ones I love. I just don't know if I can trust myself. You can't make that decision for me. This ain't some storybook where we all end up happily ever after. You know I'm the only one you can trust. I know you'll come crawling right back to me. It's just a matter of time. It's your responsibility to defend what is yours. Stand tall and do not waver. This is the Feywild West. This is my realm, my responsibility. This is our pack, our family. Let's be legendary. I'm done singing. Yeah. Which, the song, you know, Carmichael sings, you know, he's probably heard it before. He thinks it has like two verses. It's a lot longer than he remembers it. It has a lot more verses because I've been a cleric of The Undertaker for a while. You were eight? Since I was seven. Seven, yeah. So like 13 years, something like that. I've had time to make up more verses. (laughs) (laughs) And I sing every single one of them. After the song ends. (laughs) Would you please shut up? Was it the Medusa? Yeah. It's over, don't worry. Carmichael chuckles. I hadn't heard a lot of those. I know, not many people have. Like that middle one. Sicarian of the Undead. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a bad mood that day. (laughs) Mm. Shows through. (laughs) I'm flat out. So I sit there for a bit longer. I've got a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and so for a while I just kind of sit there, but I've got some time to think. I'm quiet for a few hours, and I start thinking. And then I press my hand to the cold spot on my chest and mm-hmm. try to pull out my key. It comes out of your chest. Ciao, Michael. Hmm? Are you awake? Technically, I don't sleep. Can I ask you something? I'm not doing anything else. Have you ever had a serious relationship? Business, platonic, romantic, or pleasure? Um, not business. Are you asking if I've ever had a boyfriend? Yes, get that. A few. Were any of them serious? Like, really serious? Like, 
really serious. Like, I want to marry you. Serious. There's a longer pause. A few. Did any of them ever die? Sure, all of them. All of them? Sure, I killed some of them myself. Do you ever feel guilty about it? (laughs) No. I spent too many years dealing with assholes. If someone tries to use me, they only do it once. Okay, well, pretend that you killed one of your exes and you feel really bad about it. Okay. Pretend Arda. He, like, kind of leans over to give you a, a look. And it's still a very bored look, but there's also, like, annoyance. Like, how dare you interrupt my boredom? Right, so you feel really bad that you got an ex killed. We're in the scene, the camera's on you. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I feel like shit. So what? What if you had the chance to bring him back? Am I pretending to care? Have I reached the limit of your creativity? No, but I'm guessing you're looking for a stranger's advice because you're not getting the answers you want from other people. While I'm pretending to care, who's the ex? Childhood lover turned train robber. (laughs) Nice. Well, he's dead. But you can bring him back. Yes. And you feel guilty that you killed him. No, 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 no. I didn't kill him. I got him killed. Right, right. Totally different. It is, actually. Whatever. So you got him killed. Yes. So bring him back. What's the puzzle here? Sneen looks down at your key and starts playing with the end of her hair, looking pensive. Uh, Is this one of those moral questions? Something like that. No, 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 no. Don't skip it on the details like that. I'm invested now. (laughs) Is this a I'm still in love with him situation? You said that a little too fast. I can't still be in love with him. I'm married and very happy about it. Carmichael, like, scoots into fuller view through the glass. Oh, this just got interesting. So, you got an ex killed. You're still in love with him. I am not. (laughs) You can bring him back from the dead and you're married. Happy marriage. Selene folds her arms. Intensely. Okay. So what? Partner not into Polly? Polly. Polyamorous? Finding love with more than one person? I know what it means. I... I just never asked. You should probably do that. I'm not still in love with him. I don't think... Carmichael shrugs and leans back to just out of view. Answer's still the same. Bring him back so you stop feeling guilty. Sure, that's a wonderful reason to bring an old person back from the dead. Even though he's not, like, fully visible, you can still see him shrug. I can hear it. (laughs) I hear him shrug. I've never cared about someone enough to feel guilty I got them killed, so my opinion's fucked from the get-go. You know, you're not being helpful at all. You know that? You can hear the big sarcastic smile. You're the one who asked. And you can hear the big frowny face. 
Well, I assumed you'd be more helpful. I mean, if you need someone to vent all your problems to, by all means, nothing else is going on. I'll give you all the bad advice you want. <laughs> I mean, I could, but uh, how about you tell me something about yourself? No, you already got my tragic backstory. That wasn't a backstory. That was a book leaf bio. You're welcome. That's all you get. So you're bad at advice and you ate fun. You're probably terrible at parties. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> what time is this happening? Midnight. When the gals change. Then I'm going to take a nap. You just told me you can't sleep. You don't sleep. Or what? What? No answer. Whatever. Sweet dreams, Calmac. <laughs> no answer. <laughs> Put my key back in my chest. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, Celine, there isn't much that happens for the rest of the day. It's a few times the obsidian doors open. It's guards doing a patrol round. Not sure what time it is, but at some point early evening, you hear a large hiss of something mechanical and the mermaid tower lowers to the floor. A group of people in the official looking uniforms once again pass out food, but Kassam isn't there with them. When they leave, the mermaid tank stays lowered. I still don't eat. Okay. Uh, The sky is getting darker at this point. You probably have about five or six hours left. Also, why do they feed me communion wafers and grape juice? (laughs) That's Mm. so offensive. I feel offended. I'm not even an angel, but I feel offended on their behalf. Unless you both are doing anything differently, we can skip ahead to... When are you leaving Italia? I'm going to start around 11.30. Yeah, let's skip. There's no one around for me to be traumatic at. Oh, God forbid. Yeah, I'm dying here of boredom. (laughs) The one person in here that's my friend that I like knowing the best, first of all, wasn't annoyed at my singing, and second is taking a nut nap. (laughs) I feel for you. Good. It's tragic, really. It is tragic. (laughs) Just like my old situation here, being being dragged in here, the, the, the poor, hopeless divine beings that I am. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right, then, Talia, uh, the pack has been keeping you occupied for the last several hours. When it's about time to set up, James walks with you to the very front door. Such a gentleman. Sort of regret not coming with you. Two people sneaking around means that's twice the number that could get caught. That sounds dumb. Who said that sort of crap? You do. All the time, All Captain. the time. You're not here. No, but... <laughs> but but I say it... I say it... You say it, we hear it in our... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that if I was there, that I would be agreeing with you, Talia, and giving you shit, Captain. <laughs> James also laughs. Uh, you don't need help anyway. This will be easy. Yeah. Sure, right. Easy. Hey, you've done worse than this. Last week, you were in an ancient temple thing with hordes of undead crawling around. There's just a few gods. <laughs> Talia gives him a look, like, narrowed-eyed look, like, I know what? you... <laughs> doesn't make it any better. <laughs> but she's amused, so yeah. it's, you know. We're right here if you need us. I know. Go. 
I go through the door, and once it's closed, I take the knob off the wall. Okay. Uh, it's dark in the room. Uh, there looks like there are a few lamps you could light, but I'm guessing you want it to stay dark. Yes. The, let's just make the... I I, I am the knight. <laughs> okay, Batman. Yeah, I'm channeling Batman. I go over to the door that leads to the hallway. Can I listen? Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. 16? Uh, you don't hear anything. Okay. So I slowly open the door. Okay. The hallway is also pretty dark at this time of night. There are a few magical light lamps, but they are on their dim setting right now. So they aren't like refracting throughout the entire hallway. Right, right. Still pretty dark out here. Okay. Um, I move into the hallway and gently shut the door. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to pop an invisibility potion and cast Pass Without a Trace. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not taking any fucking chances. <laughs> All right, and I head towards the direction that Celine's ring is pointing me. Um, I'm going to try and keep to the same route as best I can. Okay. Make a survival check, I guess, for navigation. 2021, 22, 23. Nice, okay. Yeah, without much problem between the guidance of the pendant and your memory of the way, which this place does look very different at night. Mm -hmm. Everything is glowing a soft <clears throat> midnight blue. Ooh, interesting. It'd be really pretty if I wasn't so pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have you roll stealth because between the invisibility potion and pass without a trace, unless you want to interact with anybody you pass along, nobody's going to see you. <laughs> yeah, I'm actively avoiding any interaction. <laughs> uh, Maybe if so many lives went on the line, I'd start like fucking with people. Like, I'd tap them on the shoulder and then walking away. Yeah. There aren't a whole lot of guards here anyway, even as you travel from what I guess you would call like the residential section of the palace to the more community spaces. In uh, quotations. In quotations, like touristy, the, mm, the, the, okay. the more touristy part of the, the palace. Got it. You don't see a whole lot of guards up here. Uh, as you pass by windows, you do see guards, uh, a heavier guard presence down in the gardens below. Oh, okay. Um, however, up here you see maybe two or three, and they look bored. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Oh yeah, your night's about to get interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, actually, maybe not. Maybe we'll be in and out of VL and no one will be any the wiser. And you make your way to the obsidian door. And at midnight. As soon as I see the gods changing, mm -hmm. I cast Etherealness. Ooh. Etherealness. Casting time, one action, range, self, components, VS, so no holy mm -hmm. symbol. Up duration, up to eight hours. You step into the border regions of the ethereal plane, in the area where it overlaps with your current plane. You remain in the border ethereal for the duration or until you use your action to, to dismiss the spell. During this time, you can move in any direction. If you move up or down, every foot of movement costs an extra foot. You can see and hear the plane you originated from, but everything there looks gray, and you can't see anything more away than 60 feet away. While on the ethereal plane, you can only affect and be affected by other creatures on that plane. Creatures that aren't on the ethereal plane cannot perceive you and cannot interact with you unless a special ability or magic has given them the ability to do so. 
you ignore all objects and effects that aren't on the ethereal plane, allowing you to move through objects you perceive on the plane you originated from. When the spell ends, you immediately return to the plane you originated from, the spot you currently occupy. If you occupy the same spot as a solid object or creature within, this happens, you are immediately shunted to the nearest unoccupied space. So you just get yeeted out of the <laughs> That you can occupy and take force damage equal to twice the number of feet you are moved. Oh, okay, so you do get yeeted. Uh, this spell has no effect if you cast it while you are on the ethereal plane or a plane that does not border it, such as one of the outer planes. Okay. So, I, so first I turn to Carmichael and I clack my knuckles. Buddy, feels this? I'm gonna laugh if this doesn't work. You have to be nice to me, remember? Only if this works. Anyway, I Go cast etherealness. Okay. You become translucent, and the world around you fades to this rainy black and white. Mm -hmm. Everything is like just within reach, but as you move towards it, it gets farther away. Okay. I step out of my glass, my glass enclosure. So as you step towards the glass seems to warp away from you until it parts in front of you and you step out and throw. Okay. I'm going to take the time I can. I don't know if I can do this, but I want to look around the enclosures and see if I can see any like seams or locks or any way in. Okay. Make an investigation check. Okay. 16. They are seamless. Okay. Even the spot that you had seen open up for food trays and stuff. It's not there. It's not there. Okay. Can I see everything? Like, everything is still there in my field of vision, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just kind of bang out you. Okay. The stone sword, the broken stone sword that you saw, mm -hmm. is actually, like, glowing solidly. And the broken pieces all have, like, energy flowing Ooh. up and down between it. Go over to it and take a look. This green energy that suffuses the runes on <laughs> each piece of stone. Hmm. And it looks more solid than anything in the room. So it's on the, the ethereal plane. At least on some level. Can I touch it? Yeah, you can touch it. I'm gonna try and touch it. You touch it. Does it feel like a sword? Yeah, it feels like a sword. Yeah, can I pick it up? Yeah, you pick it up and every piece of it... Mm-hmm. It stays attached. Ooh, cool. Oh, nifty. Cool. So you got people just like watching you. Yeah, what's, every, what's Carmichael most, doing? Because mostly everybody heard like midnight, and so everybody's just like kind of doing that midnight thing. So they see you disappear, and now you're like goofing off with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> so they just see the sword like come up because I'm invisible on yeah. the yeah. real plane. Okay, uh, Talia, you're at the obsidian door. Well, since I have no idea what I'm about to walk into. Yeah, I'm tense as shit, and I try the medallion on the door. Uh, just like before, it silently vanishes as soon as you tap into the door. And you walk in and to I see a glowing sword, <laughs> glowing green energy just floating in midair. Oh, hell. Really? <laughs> it, waves, it waves at you. Celine. It waves again. Make sure the door is closed. Yeah, it reforms behind you. <sighs> All right. Can I turn on the, the coat without the poison? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. So I do that to make myself look really impressive as I walk in. And I dispel the invisibility potion and pass without a trace. Look at this bitch. Look at this bitch. <laughs> I've been teaching you bad habits. Damn right. You walk in. And I like stop in front of the sword. 
there a reason you're holding the sword? <laughs> I just wave at you. Okay. <laughs> What's Michael doing? I go to see what he's doing. He's standing at the edge of his glass and just watching the sword and also watching Talia coming in. Okay, um, be careful with that sword. Don't cut yourself. Can I use this? Muffled, but yeah. Selene, put the sword down, please. I want to keep it. I can't hear you. But you'd be like, you'd know that I'd say that. Why? It's so cool. I want to keep it. <laughs> you can keep it later. Put it down for now. We got things to do. Aww. And can you please turn visible again? I don't know what you're doing. It's kind of freaking me out. So I put the sword down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put it back where I found it. Okay. Instead of wait a moment. At this point, all eight mermaids have come up to the surface. All right. The fine. Medusa I'm... is like pressing to the outside of her enclosure. I drop the spell. Okay. You smile. You're a brat, and yeah. I and I hand you your armor. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, your shield. Oh yeah, you got all my shit. Yeah. I put all my shit back on. Actually, yeah, I like toss you the bag. Now Carmichael is like, <sighs> he's looking extremely interested. And I'm like kind of looking to see if he's looking, but then like continue like, yeah, I'm cool. Okay. Uh, wall, 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 wall. What are you thinking? Uh, well, first things first, let's get the mermaids out. Yeah. Because they're going to be kind of interesting to carry. Yeah. From one point to another. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you get me out, I can help. Tally looks over at him a little surprised. As I'm putting my gear on, only if you say, sorry for doubting you, and you're the best singer ever, and you're so brilliant. I, I walk over to his enclosure. Do I have your word that my pack will be safe with you around? Uh, he looks a little confused at the word pack. I make my eyes glow. Oh, hmm. Should have known. Yeah, you help me, I help you. Even trade. How do I open the cage? Down the hallway to your left, there's a door that just looks like an empty wall. Uh, whatever you use to get into the obsidian door, just use that on the wall. All of the cages will be in the hallway beyond. Should be labeled too. All right. I toss the doorknob to Celine. Uh, set that up and let everyone know you're okay. Of course. And start getting the mermaids out, if you can. Um, sure. I'll just do that. Okay. You got this. Yeah, no uh, problem. All right. Anything you say. Anything for you. <laughs> I totally know what I'm doing and how to do this. Thank you. All right, I follow Carmichael's instructions. Uh, you find the empty place on the wall and tap the medallion. It opens just like the obsidian door. And just like you said, there's a curved hallway around with multiple doors with heavy locks on them, each labeled with what's inside. I go to the one marked devil then. Uh, it's marked Cambion. Okay, that. Whatever that is. Um, I try the medallion on the lock. It opens with a click. Fuck yeah. All right, I let him out. He's standing right there, so as soon as Dude, you open the he's door... he's got bags back. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, right there. He's, yeah, so uh, he steps out and takes a deep breath. As he does so, you see a ripple of tiny lights travel across his face. It's like if he had freckles, and they suddenly lit up for a moment before vanishing again. Cute. <sighs> it's just a hallway. It's out of that box. Well, we're not out of the woods yet. We have an hour to get everyone out. Right. Give me that key. I'll make this go faster. 
I hand him the medallion. He takes it, and as he passes it to his other hand, the medallion duplicates, and there's now two, and he hands you back the original. Oh. One of my tricks. Handy. How are we getting out of here? Wait, can you do that with anything? You're not here. No, but... Okay. I'll ask you later. We have a pocket to the astral plane we live in. Celine's setting it up. Handy. Works in a pinch. You take one side, I'll take the other. Ask the Medusa to keep her visor on for now, if you get to her before I do. But leave the Illithid, the Beholder, and the Wolf. We'll get them. Gladly. Says that with energy, as opposed <laughs> to that boredom he's been. Hey, I, I entertained you for so many hours with my singing, and you were bored? Yes. Anyway, he starts walking to the other hallway. I take the other side. You know, some of those verses no one has out. You got an exclusive concert featuring me. They should pay you. They should. I head down the the other hallway and let the horse out. Like, open the door for the Pegasus. Okay, yeah. The Pegasus trots out and follows you down the hallway to the next couple of doors. And you are able to, yeah, I'm just going to say you're able to quickly release everybody, uh, every, like everybody in the normal enclosure. Am I seeing this? Like, yeah, as you're. Okay. So that would mean all the animals. Yep. What, what were you uh, doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So while, while she's doing that, I have gone to one of the walls and opens the door. Okay. I poke my head in. Yep. And you see James, Ernest, Talden, Nikki, and Raven. Also, Jareth and Adrian all standing there waiting Mom! We got mailmaids coming in. Okay. Okay. We're ready. So, <laughs> I go over to the mailmaids. Which one of you is the smallest? That would be Bubble. Bubble? Bubble pops up. She's this rainbow-colored fish and has these bulbous sacks fro- coming <laughs> from her head that kind of look like two like really big poofy pigtails. Oh, <laughs> I love you, Bubble. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, uh, how big is she? Her frame is about your size. Her mm-hmm. tail is kind of long though, but she is uh, the smallest of them. I don't know if I can lift any of you. Have to try. Okay, here we go. I try to lift Bubble. Okay. <laughs> you you lift up Bubble and she is heavy. Oh. But you manage to sort of like waddle walk her over to the door. Uh-huh. And as soon as you're through the door. Mm-hmm. James takes her. Okay. He's like, I got her. Go. That's one. Okay. One down. Seven to go. <laughs> and I try to do... Okay. Arrange yourselves in order of size. And we're going to see how well my... These guns can get you out. Okay. <laughs> like make a flex with my noodle arms. <laughs> okay. So for the next one, that would be Shale. Go ahead and make th- make an athletics check. Okay. Athletics. Okay. I don't want that, that one. one. Okay. Um, 17. 17, okay. Again, like, waddle walk. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I got you. You get through the door and Ernest and Talden double team. Okay, how's, how's Bubble? Is she through? The, the, uh, the one I brought to before, is she okay? Uh, yeah, you actually see her in the stream below. Okay. okay. Kind of swimming in a, in a circle. Oh, okay. At this point, you see the Medusa picking up one of the larger mermaids and bringing them to the door. She still has her visor on, but she's let the snakes in her hair free, and they are writhing around her head, looking very happy to be free. Okay, under other circumstances, I might think that's 
weird and and you know snakes for rare is 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 out there even for me but the snakes look so happy <laughs> it's really cute <laughs> at this point do i come out with my menagerie I, I, yeah. actually i cast speak with animals yeah to let the animals know that if they want to be free to come to follow me okay uh yeah menagerie is right <laughs> I am the animal queen. <laughs> you as a king of the jungle. I am the king of the jungle. <laughs> and everything except, so everything except Connor, the rock, and the beholder in their larger enclosures are with you. Okay, and I got the pixies, right? Yep. Okay, I had I told them in Sylvan that if they follow me, mm -hmm. we can get them back to the Feywilds. <gasps> the dryad is outside. We'll get her afterwards. She's, she'll be next. Or she'll be after we get everybody else. Okay. But let's get who we can inside. All right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Speaking of that, actually, can you open a door to the Feywilds for I the pixies? don't have a place. Yeah. There's, There's a no door. Doors. There's a door right there. Obsidian? No. Well, actually, technically, yeah. That's a door. Okay, I tried. I tried to open up to the, uh, to the realm of pale shadows on this obsidian door. It melts away to the Feywild. Fuck, I could have... Cal, you, you fucking, you, 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 dad, you, you told me not to do this thing and I was going to do this thing and you told me not to. What gives? Anyway, okay. So I step through into the realm with the pixies mm -hmm. and I stop time. Okay. I speak to the pixies. You are in the realm of pale shadows. You are welcome to make your own nothing without you. Very well. Okay, I go find my bunnies. Okay. How's they doing? They're doing fine. Still chess? Yep, still chess. Rigorously uh, practicing. I think you're doing a bit better, Reginald. He's got less. He's got less pieces on his side this time. Yes, but I have him on the defensive. Anyways, there are pixies now. Oh, lovely. No, well, they, they. I mean, uh, mm. pixies. You need to behave. They are pixies now. <laughs> <laughs> I shrug. Sorry about it. <laughs> so, uh, Talia. You get everybody through the house door. Except for the Illithid, the Rock, mm -hmm. uh, the Beholder, and Connor. Right. Carmichael shouts from the direction of the larger enclosures, Hey, you want this thing out? The Beholder or the Rock? Uh, either. Not yet. We're working on it. Not yet. Give okay. them a Wait for them. Why? You got, to, you got an idea? I'm not you. Uh, actually, actually, I went in and came out like immediately because I stopped time. Yeah. The door doesn't open back. Shit. Can you open the door to? <sighs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try to open a door into my, into my house. Um. Make the necessary checks. Eighteen. Okay. Wisdom check success. One. Luck. I've got luck. Seventeen. Okay. All right. You. Yep. Okay, I stumble back in through the front door of my house. Yep. Oh, I'm looking at, what What do I see? You see four of the eight mermaids inside with the Medusa on her way back with a fifth. Okay, I'm going to try to go through the door. My, the front, the front mm -hmm. door to try to get back into the, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the zoo. It feels actually a little weird going through because you didn't enter I through. I didn't enter through here, yeah. In fact, you you actually get this like triple vision Ooh. a little bit of the glass palace, what you think is the back room of Ernest's shop, and another place that you have to assume is James' apartment. 
<laughs> Interesting. But you step out into the glass palace. Oh, you okay? I'm grabbing a mermaid. Oh, yeah, just, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, you get another mermaid, and Carmichael takes the last, which is also the biggest. Okay. From that point, I said, anybody who wants out of here, get in the house. Yep. And all the other creatures pour into the house. I'm going to go get Connor. You have noticed that Connor has been peeking from behind the glass. He's not near it with the lines of silver running down it, but he's been watching. I'm coming with you. Okay. So you go back, you go back into the back hallways. Yeah. And I go to the door labeled werewolf. Mm-hmm. And I open it. It opens. Connor is pressing himself against one of the walls. He's on his feet, legs bent, hands out as if he had claws. Uh, even though in his current form, his hands look pretty mortal. He looks like he's ready to fight. There's terror in his eyes, but also defiance. You get the impression that if you were here to hurt him, he wouldn't go down without a fight. I move in slowly and make my eyes glow. There's hesitation from him uh, before his eyes glow back in answer, and you can see him duck his head slightly. You. Yes. I'm here to get you out, just like I said. You look different. Yeah, I am. I was disguised. Connor, I- What do you want? I want to save you from this. I mean, after, what do you want? I, I take a step closer, slowly. Connor, we're family. Doesn't move. That doesn't answer my question. I don't really know what his question is. Um, I don't want anything from you, Connor. I... You're my family. So you get me out of here and what? Leave me in Breakpeak? No. No, you can, you can come with us. We'll, we'll take care of you. I don't know you. You don't know me. Why would you take care of me? Be- because... I, I... I step up next to Talia so Connor can see me. Connor, all we want is to free you from this place. Give your home. And if our home isn't what you want, then at least let us help you get on your feet. But either way, let us get you out of this awful place. Connor is silent, looking back and forth between the two of you. Please, Connor. Please, I'm begging you. Come with us. There's a long pause as he continues to look back and forth, but eventually settles on you, Talia. I am shaking. (laughs) Talia. Yes. I'll come with you if you get this off of me. Without relaxing his defensive stance, he moves some of his hair aside and you get a really good view of his neck for the first time. Um, Around his neck is a metal collar 
with some magical markings around it, and it is a thick collar. You can also see like deep gouge marks in the metal, but he hasn't been able to get it off. Under the collar, Connor's skin is red and angry. Uh, There are several scars, what look like burn marks, claw marks, and a Lichtenberg pattern of scars, lightning scars. All like lightning shaped? Actually, make a medicine check. Uh, The RT20. You can tell that he has been electrocuted several times. Uh, The collar likely produces some sort of electric spell effect. Hmm. Does the medallion work? As you tap it to the collar, it breaks apart into two pieces and clanks to the floor. Connor slowly reaches up and touches his neck, feeling it bare. Don't worry, I can use that later. There's suddenly a knock on the glass at the front of Connor's enclosure. Uh, Carmichael is standing there. We're running out of time, people. You have 20 minutes before the guards come back. Come on, we still have a few more left. And uh, I usher everyone into the hallway. And I follow. Uh, Connor doesn't hesitate and follows Celine. As you're heading out towards the door, there's the piece of the Guardian of Titania still floating around. Oh, can I take it? Yeah, it's just floating there. Yeah, I take it. Okay, you take it. An alarm starts blaring. Oh, shit. Uh, hey, somebody did something and... Don't know who! I grab Connor by the shoulders and I look at him. The people on the other side are our friends and family. You'll be fine. And I, like, literally, like, shove him into into the door. Okay. You hear noise coming from outside the room. Mm -hmm. Suddenly this soft sound and this soft pink mist starts to cover the floor. Fuck. What now? Sleep fog. Great. That's just what I wanted from my birthday. James calls down from the hallway. What's going on? (sighs) I I turn to, to Carmichael. Get in the house. He gives Doorway a bit of a strange look. Fog doesn't affect me. I'm good. Lucky you. Okay, fine. I shout at the door. We'll be right back. And I shut it mm-hmm. and take it off the wall. Okay. Um, then I grab her and book it to the hallway with the rock. Uh, the door doesn't open. What? Doesn't open. Even with the medallion? Nope. Carmichael looks over your shoulder, Talia. Doors must lock when the alarm triggers. Lucky us. Lucky us. But we still have to get the rock, the beholder, and the illithid out. Do you want to risk staying here longer for them? I draw out grave silence in his shovel form. No one deserves a cage. As soon as you take out grave silence, Carmichael's eyes track to it. That's a cool thing you're holding. Isn't it just my, my dad, my dad gave it to it. Let's go. First, make a con save really quick. Okay, con save. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Bear's Endurance on myself, Enhanceability. Okay. Put it in my halo. I okay. have uh, advantage on constitution checks. Cool, do that then. Okay. Okay, yeah. Ooh, I'm going to blow my last luck point on it. Okay. You're going in dice jail, 10. Ten. Okay. So suddenly, Celine, you're 
speed like falters as your brain fogs, you oh. now have two levels of exhaustion. Oh, oh shit. And uh, I, what good are you bells and villains? Can you cast Fatal Resto? Yeah, on you twice. I don't have it. Why? Oh, yes I do, yes I do, yes I do, yes I do, yes I do. Okay, I cast it on myself twice. I go over to the beholder's enclosure and tap the glass with grave silence. The beholder, in an instant, turns around to face you and the smile on its face is like an array of swords before you. Well, well. If I let you out and open up your eye, you have to promise not to hurt the three people in front of you. And if you do, I will destroy you from the inside. Do you understand me? Roll intimidation on the beholder. 16. Release me and I will spare you. Back up. Get back up. Floats back a little bit. I break the glass. Leaves through the glass. It cuts it like water. And the beholder floats out from its cage. That's so weird. I mean, this is, yeah, this I see in, in wife speak, this is probably the weirdest thing we've ever done. I'm about to touch a giant. Okay, um, so I, <laughs> I like just move it so it's not looking at us. And then I reach mm-hmm. over and grab the thing over his eye. Mm-hmm. Can I pull it off? It bolted to his face. You could probably use the shovel to pry it off. I do then. Okay. With several sickening squelches and pops, it peels away. Ah, gross. And it blinks and rolls its eye. It's like half clouded, but it blinks and looks at you. I make my eyes glow. There's an entire tower for you to terrorize. Yes turns and like looks at the three of you. You shall be spared. Gracious. But actually, as it turns and says that, Celine, you fall prone. You fall in agony. So I'm screaming? Yeah. Okay. As it feels like every cell in your body is dying. Okay, yeah, I'm screaming writhing on the ground and the beholder looks away and it instantly stops. <gasps> Celine? <gasps> I'm okay. Oh, was... <sighs> <sighs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I look over at the beholder and give it like what? half wolfed out. What was it? As it looks around, wherever its gaze falls, the pink mist just vanishes and it it basically like sweeps the entire room clean with its gaze and as it looks around things start falling apart that's exactly what i was hoping like how falling apart it looks over towards the tables every single one cracks and shatters under its own weight get in you two get in the door no we got two more people they won't. They won't be a problem very much longer. I don't think. The rock. How does that look? The rock, from all the noise, is pacing 
its enclosure. Okay. Um, cast of, or speaking animals is still active. Okay. It's only been like all of this has happened very fast. Yeah. So I say to the rock, "Can you hear me through the glass?" Yes. Back up. It backs up as far as it can. And smash. Okay. Once again, cleave through the glass and it breaks and the rock bursts forth and starts like clawing its way at the glass towards what outside it can see. At one point, the beholder like flicks its eye its way and the glass that it's scratching at just instantly shatters and essentially powders under its claws. One left. One left. Okay, so skirting the beholder, we make our way back to the, mm-hmm. the illithid. He's actually like up against the glass right now. Hello, Brian. Sorry that took so long. Okay, you want to eat people's brains? Yes. You can't eat ours. We're off limits. Agreed? Very well. Smash. He was standing. He just floats out from his enclosure. Have fun. Okay, both of you get in the door. Can we? On the wall? What's Whatever the wall there is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Open the door. Get okay. in. Grab, <laughs> grab the d- grab Carmichael, grab Carmichael, and like drag him in. Okay, uh, okay, you don't have to drag and sh- me. And I shut the door behind both of them. Okay. Before we leave, Celine and I and I hold you, give you a potion of invisibility. Invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm like, once the door shut, I like my body <gasps> against it. Like this was the weirdest day ever. Okay, and as as I, so I, I clap the doorknob, mm-hmm. I look over at Brian. Have fun. It's been real. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> the beholder is continuously looking around at things and watching them shatter under their own weight. So there's, there's a good area for me to fly out of, right? Not quite. The rock is still like clawing, trying to claw through things. Mm-hmm. But as it gets to spaces that the beholder is not looking, it gets kind of stuck and is like clawing its way through hallways, trying to find a way out. Shit. Beholder! I'm like flying over by the, by the rock. Watch. Look at this. It does. And once again, you fall to the ground <sighs> in sheer agony. As the rock claws its way out to open air. And then you feel it gone. The pain? The pain gone. Oh, okay. So there's, there's open air now? There is open air now. Here's a question. What's happening to the people inside? The people inside the glass palace are, there There are screams, there are shrieks, there are yells of command from guards. In fact, a number of guards had appeared and were trying to fill the rock with arrows and bolts, but largely to little effect. As the roof opens up above you, tons and tons of glass falling and shattering I'm around dodging, I'm you. Dodging. Uh make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay, you ready to you ready to be good? Two plus one. Three. So Celine. Mm-hmm. You take 95 points of damage. Yikes! Okay, I'm good. I'm good. What, what and it almost takes one of your wings off as this giant pane of glass. What is essentially a wall from higher up inside the palace falls. It basically takes like an entire sheet of skin off with it. So I'm bleeding pretty bad. Yeah. 
So I'm flying mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going towards the garden okay. where the Dryad was. All right. Everything is in absolute chaos, including the garden, as bits of glass are now falling from the sky down into the garden. There is a corpse or two that have been impaled by glass. Okay. So you fly down to the garden. Dryad? They poke their head out. Oh, thanks to gods. I can get you out of here. To where? The Feywild. The realm of pale shadows. Are there trees? I smile. There are many trees. Very well. Okay, on one of the trees, mm -hmm. I open the door to the realm of pale shadows. They look through. Many trees. I can make a home. Yes, you may. By my decree of the lord of this land, you will be safe. They duck their head. Very well. And then, with a look of effort on their face and pain, they pull up each of their feet from the ground, and you see roots trailing behind them as they essentially uproot themselves and step across into the Feywild. Okay, so as soon as that's all done, I take the invisibility potion and fly away. Okay. As you fly away, you see a corpse fall down from the glass palace and splatter on the ground below. Goodbye, Keeper Kassam. As he does. I told you the gods would have their revenge. And you fly off into the night. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West presented by Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. Every little bit helps. If you want to go the extra mile, we have a Patreon with early episodes and behind the scenes extras. Audio producer, assistant editor, and dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Writer, audio producer, and the voice of the Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, audio assistant mixer, and voice of Celine Argent-Gray is Megzi Sass Council, pronoun she, her. Executive producer, creative director, audio editor and mixer, community manager, and voice of Talia Argent-Gray is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Social media links and credits for both music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit Esbrar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.